Hey, welcome back. This is Robert Fleming, one of the partners at the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. The other partner, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, and I regularly do this elder law issues podcast. And the holidays are upon us. Elizabeth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so Thanksgiving and pretty quick Christmas and Hanukkah and uh, and all sorts of opportunities to get together with family. Do you ever see clients come back, come in to talk to you just after the holidays and tell you they want to change their wills? I do, Robert. I see clients in anticipation of the holidays, between holidays. I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there. I find the holiday season incredibly difficult. And you and I... Professionally, you mean. Professionally and personally. You know, you and I are an interesting duo. For those of you listening, you should know that Robert loves shopping for gifts. And he gets very excited this time of year because he enjoys finding just the right gift for everybody in his life. And I don't know, there's something about this time of year that I find personally overwhelming when it comes to gifts and the parties and trying to be cheerful. And I think because of the work we do, Robert, you and I both recognize this can be an incredibly lonely and painful time of year for people. And so I actually often feel a little bit like a Grinch uh, as we head into the Christmas season. And sometimes when we meet with clients and they come in and they're, you know, been thinking a lot about how to update their plans and they've had a falling out with one relative or another, you know, I use that opportunity to have a meeting and talk about what's really on their minds. And, And frequently when people want to start to update their estate plans this time of year, I encourage them to wait. I encourage them to think about it, look at the drafts that we prepare, and then wait until January to sign things. Because as you and I both know, this is a a challenging time of year for people, and sometimes they don't even know it until they're cleaning up from a big family dinner that it may have been a challenging meal. I guess we need to say that sometimes there are people who are making changes in their estate plan for tax reasons, and they need to get on it in the in the week uh, the last two weeks of the year and if if they haven't already done it it's getting to be too late but that's those aren't the people you're talking about elizabeth you're talking about the people who have a bad experience around the thanksgiving dinner table and think uh, i'm going to disinherit that son and the woman he married um and uh and they rush in to see us shortly after the event right or or they they want to include I had somebody recently ask about including some omission language in their documents, specifically omitting someone and being very intentional about why they were omitting the person. We talked quite a bit about that decision. We've talked about um, interim provisions or no contest clauses on this podcast before. But I'll tell you, it is is a tender thing when we see people come in and... and, uh, want to make decisions around their estate based on an argument or um, falling out. And and usually we try and be hopeful that a relationship can be repaired over time. Our direction, of course, is to listen to our clients and counsel them and make sure that we understand what they want and then they understand the implications of any updates to their documents. I'll say the other thing that, that often comes into play this time of year, Robert, has to do with decisions that people make around who's going to take them to the emergency room? Who, who would be the person at their bedside if there was a medical event? Or who would be the person that might help write a check if they had a stroke? Um, and so we talk a lot about fiduciaries and the decisions of who people want to put in charge. And oftentimes I think the holiday season is a time where 
We see some people rise to the occasion under pressure and other people struggle. And I know that as, as folks get older, sometimes it can be harder to be out and about in community. So I also have people who regularly come in this time of year to say, um, you know, Elizabeth, I'm really thinking more deeply about who I want to have help me if I, if I need assistance. So it may not just be about gifts from someone's estate. It could actually be who's going to be there to, to lend a hand. And, and this is a particularly fraught season because families often visit um, even though they haven't seen, seen one another for a long time. So when your son comes for the holidays to say hi, and decides that you are really not doing as well as he thought you were and starts talking about, hey, you really need to get assistance and I'm going to need to start making some of the decisions for you using the power of attorney that you signed two years ago. If you think that that's overreaching, um, you, might, you might react negatively. He might be right. So <laughs> maintain the possibility that that uh, that his outside, almost outside eyes are more acute than your own are. I think that's a great point, Robert. Um, when you've got family who may not have seen you for a while coming to visit, um, there may be things that they also offer to help with, and it can be a nice time of year to take up the offer if somebody wants to, to help help you with a home improvement or get something working that's been broken a while in your house. I, I think think to myself about, how often, you know, I, I look around and I don't really spend time tinkering with the broken light or the stovetop that doesn't work exactly right. But this is the time where we're all getting ready to host. So a little extra help can be appreciated. And um, it's, not, it's not a bad time to start thinking about how you could actually accept some of that help. Your family has an idea about bringing assistance into the home. Well, rather than thinking they're invading your territory, maybe you should think, oh, that might actually help. Um, And on the other hand, it's also a good time for that son to think, maybe I don't need to push. Maybe mom would be way safer if I could get her to move to assisted living, but she would be miserable there. And so we need to balance all those things. These are just such difficult times for family dynamics. And we do see people, um, both kinds of people, the the children who think they need to, to swoop in and the parents who think that they need to hold the kids at bay um, during and after the the holiday time. And Robert, I I welcome folks who want to have family meetings. When we do have family meetings, they're real ground rules. We talk a little bit about what will be the highlights, what will be the topics and the content that is not going to be discussed, specifics about the estate, um, the dollars and cents. We can often still have a really productive conversation with a family um, assuming that people want us to sit down and, and talk a little bit about roles and responsibilities and, and planning. I have to also make a note for people listening today. This is an opportunity, I think, too, for those of you who are looking around and you may have a neighbor, there may be somebody that you know through your work um, or a group that you're in in town who could use an invitation. And, and we do see that just a friendly hello or an invitation over for a meal makes a huge difference this time of year for people who may live alone, whether they're elderly or not. A nice note to end on. Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman and Robert Fleming. We're the partners uh, of the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And you've been listening to Elder Law Issues. And um, um, reach out. And talk to people, your family or neighbors during this holiday season. And we hope to talk with you again in a week.